0: Hey, cheaters, and welcome to the always cheating fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, I am. I'm glad to finally be talking to you. Uh It was a, a long. We were delayed by a day, and then we were delayed by like another hour or so. While mm-hmm. I dealt with some, yeah. some some toddler issues. So, uh, I'm very glad toddler that issues are... often
1: getting in the way of FPL managers everywhere. That's true. Um, oh, young and she's old. Still,
0: she's still awake. I can I can hear her right now. It's you know it never ends with the toddler. So. I am. I'm glad to be here uh, talking about game week 36. Uh, actually, really, th- most is talking about game week 37, but we have to talk about game week 36 at least at the start because you had one of your all time best game weeks. <laughs> Before we talk about game week 36, should we tell all of
1: our listeners that we're we're about to spoil everything that happened in game week 36? So, if <laughs> you haven't yet seen game week 36, you might want to pause the podcast, go back, and yep. you know, watch uh, Liverpool Huddersfield <laughs> and and see for yourself and then right. we'll come back and we'll talk yeah. about
0: it we're not going to spoil avengers or game of thrones on this podcast uh, although i will note that i didn't think it was that dark okay the fight scenes game of thrones i was able to see everything perfectly so i don't know if i just have a better tv that's or that what rich exactly. 4k tv that you have josh <laughs> It was all fine. We turned off the lights and I could see everything perfectly, but I guess it that was you, just me. I don't know. The rich blackness
1: on your television is so good that when Manchester United <laughs> wear their black shorts, you can also see the black Adidas stripe that runs down the uh, the side of the it's, shorts. It's incredible.
0: That's the thing I asked for when I bought the TV, so <laughs> Yeah, no, <laughs> glad I yeah, got no,
1: it. As you mentioned, uh, score check, game week 36. Uh, yeah, I had a stormer. 133 points, and you know, uh, who knows if I can't imagine that I've ever scored more than 133 points. But even if I did, this still probably qualifies as my best overall game week. Mm-hmm. Game week rank of 4,690. I, I just can't believe um, I've ever had a game week rank that high. And yeah,
0: uh, Give it the stakes the time of the year. You never remember a great game week when it's like. Uh, you know game week seven or something like they have a great game week it's really got to come in like the last five to ten game weeks of the season right like it's got to yeah. be you know yeah. like when the when the tension is ratcheted up the highest and you know things really you know like, like when a big game week can really like you can feel that difference you know where it's like maybe you were in third now you're in first or you know totally whatever.
1: yeah and i've been rattling around the overall rank of around 15k for months and for me to get inside the top 10k I felt like it was going to take a miracle and game week 36 kind of delivered on that miracle. Uh and so my wildcard gambit was to keep Mosala. Virtually no one kept Mosala on their wild cards heading into the doubles Liverpool didn't and I just felt like if I was going to make any sort of late season push that was going to be uh my my route. So mm-hmm. uh I had this moment leading into uh, game week 36. Do I triple captain or do I not? We talked about this on uh, numerous podcasts leading up to this game week. You and I talked about it last week. We were out to dinner and you were like, so what's going on with the triple captain? How are you feeling? <laughs> I think I told you <laughs> I was 70% going to do it. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was like an hour before Friday's deadline. And I just, I had this moment of clarity that's probably putting it too dramatically, but Um, I finally found my resoluteness, and I thought, you know what? This was the plan. The plan was to keep Salah. He was the differential. This is the fixture. It's Anfield versus Huddersfield. Mm -hmm. Do it. Play the triple captain. And I brought in Mane, uh, another thing we discussed on recent podcasts. Mane playing more centrally. He seems to be more rhythmic in his goal scoring than Sala. Why not triple captain Mane? Again, yes, yeah, stick with the plan. It's got to be Salah. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it totally paid off. 84 points just from that first fixture of the game. Amazing. We, yeah. And then everything else goes my way. Jota ends up getting an assist and a goal. Vardy with the late brace. Jimenez comes good again with the goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robertson and Mane. Laporte with three bonus points. The only duds in my team were San Lacazette and my two Brighton defenders, Ryan and Duffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've r- risen more than 8,000 spots, cracking into the top 5K. 4,367. As you can tell by the fervent way in which I'm speaking, Josh, I'm still... <laughs> Quite excited about this turn of events. Totally. In the late season of my season.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's what you play for. You know, it's, it's I, I totally understand. And I, I, you know, I, yeah. And the fact that I, I am still ahead of you allows me to be extremely happy for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, barely. It, I mean, you, you have the deficit. I, I didn't even think, I thought I was like the coast was clear. And now it's like you're breathing down my neck a little bit. So I'm, well, I'm it is, the, it,
1: it's the chip magic at work, right? Yeah. Like you were ahead of me by about a hundred points. I mean, you're, you're having just at an incredible sustained period of success this season and the top 500 coming into this game week. For, I, there was no way I was going to catch you, but to have it by 50 points, that's all down to the triple captainship and hitting it exactly right. Can you do it again uh, with two more game weeks to go? Probably impossible. I can't like, uh, I think I've kind of done all the damage that I'm going to do and I'll have, I'll have to thank the triple captainship for that.
0: Well, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. And obviously you can't play that way anyway. You can't play me versus, you know, as fun as it is to do the me versus you game, you know, it's like, it, it is, it's, it's more like golf, as we often say, you know, it's like, it's mm-hmm. just, you just got to play your best do you round. Do say that and, often? I feel like I said it once on the podcast, okay, good. but that I do think it's true. Then. I do think it is true. It's you really just have to play your best game, and mm-hmm. if someone else is a little better than you that that round or the uh, season or whatever, then then so be it. You know, um, yeah. you know that you played your best game. So right, yeah.
1: we have a ton of questions at the end of this podcast that kind of hit upon that philosophy. So. We can talk a bit more about that near the end, like our our late season strategies. And do you play against other people or just play golf, as you say? Mm-hmm. But um, let's talk about your game week, your game week 36. How'd you do?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I, I was fine. I, I finished on 84 points. I, I didn't play my triple captain. I mean, th- to be honest, I I sort of had talked myself into playing it in game week 37. And part of, part of it was just a little bit of anxiety about who was going to play in the Liverpool match. And then, to I, you know, if I'm being totally honest here, I mean, this is one of those moments where, like, real life collides with with fantasy. And, obviously, we all have real lives and, like, stuff going on. And I just – I had family in town and we were, like, around, out and about all day. I was at Coney Island on Friday. Um, You know, the match came out at 3 o'clock on Friday afternoon. And, you know, this Firmino news breaks and I still have a free transfer. And so my brain is, like – Very focused on whether I should even bring in, whether I should bring Firmino in or not, which I'm like, it's been sort of debating doing all week. And then I sort of decided, okay, no, it's too risky to do it. And it was like, but, but, but I was like doing all this like on the subway, you know? So it was like by the time I got home and I was like – For those of team, you who
1: don't know, uh, the subway is a, a magical place in New York where <laughs> no work gets done.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. So I, I actually – I had the day off from work and so uh, – you know, with, with, because of the family had done. So I just like – I just – I couldn't – it was like I decided that and then it was like my brain was still in don't triple, you know – you know they'll play the triple later but once i knew that Firmino wasn't playing i mean obviously that meant that that, that you know that salah and and mane were going to play and at that point i really should have thought about triple captaining and if anything i really i actually could have considered burning four to bring in um to bring in salah i'm not sure if yeah. i would have actually done that but i i almost definitely would have triple captained uh um sadio Mane, and it was i just couldn't quite get my brain there you know it was like i don't (laughs) like to make those decisions right at the end uh but now i feel like i really left 13 points on the table and the fact that i you know because i i think what i most likely would have done is just captain Mane, and a 13 point return from my triple captain uh is fantastic i would have taken that i would have been a 97 points instead of 84 and so now i feel like i kind of screwed up and and, you know thankfully it didn't hurt my game week because i had enough other things. I mean, it, it hurt me overall a little bit. I moved from five ten or whatever to 780. So still in the top 1000 still with a triple captain and two free transfers in hand. Um, so I mean, I'm in a very good position and like yes. finishing the top 500 seems like a, there's a very strong possibility of that. But if I had just had those extra 13 points, so yes. I don't know. I mean, it's so you know, it may be that Aguero or Sterling or whoever I triple captain, uh, ends up matching that or beating that. But I, what I don't like about it is I feel like I didn't play the right strategy, you know, and, <laughs> and that's what, so it's kind of, it's, it's like, I just, my gameplay was poor, you know, yeah. uh, to go back to the, the golf analogy. I, I didn't, I didn't pick the right club, you know? <laughs> and so I'm just sort of. No, ever, ever I love a Schindler's list, uh, reference.
1: And I, I always think of the end of Schindler's list when Oscar is, he's looking at his pins and his rings and he's like these, these could have freed yeah. or saved just a
0: few more people <laughs> just this yeah. anguish and regret and so i i'm kind I'm of just I, I don't want to talk about our teams too you know we'll move on for our teams you know after this but yeah i think there's just a feeling that like uh, i'm on the verge of an all-time best season possibly the best season i'll I'll have playing fantasy you know and it's like you, you want to just make sure that you, you've considered could every be your angle, last season you know? josh Ever, this could be my last game week. You know that's why I always said that bus team. Josh Josh week.
1: Landon colon the last game week.
0: <laughs> so anyway, so it was just I was just kind of annoyed because I felt like I didn't play as well as I could have. So yeah. anyway, that's that's where we are. We'll talk a little bit. You know, we'll talk about game week thirty seven, my decisions, um, or decisions that need to be made uh, later on in the podcast. But Brandon, that's enough about us. Let's quickly. We haven't had a chance to do this in a while, Brandon. Let's recap the always cheating super league. Let's run through that top ten. Wow, Brandon! I'm looking at that tenth spot here, and I can't believe he is back in the top ten. He's back. He
1: was always there, much like Jack and Hagar. In tenth place, it's Fabio Borges. This is, of course, the always cheating Super League. One of the greatest mini leagues in the world never too late to join good dot com and click the league tab yes in 10th place it's the man the myth the legend fabio borges with Clichy's clean sheets in ninth place miroslav pujic long time league leader he's taken a bit of dip in form uh i can see a lot of big century marks up at the top of the table here and i think uh miroslav 68 points hurt him in eighth place it's richard jenkins full of flair seventh place Amel sees Amel's 11 in 6th, Constantinos Orphanides. I think Uh, he, yeah, he directed Mandy, actually. I don't (laughs) know. Well done. Love that movie. Great. Orange Bulldogs, the team name there. In fifth place, Andy Sullivan, Fantasy Foxes. In fourth, it's Krister Landro. Landro's 11. Third place, Paul Jones at Sky Player and FPL. And in second place, Maddie Fossum. No transfer, Lane. And in first place, the man, Matthew Shannon, Nacho Nacho Man, cracking 130 points this game week. Total score, 2,474, putting Matthew Shannon number four overall in the
0: world. That's wow. an incredible rank. That's amazing. Wow. Congratulations to Matthew Shannon. That is fantastic. Uh, Matthew, I hope you're listening. And uh, yeah, what, what's the secret, man? Send us an yeah. email. Yeah. <laughs> HaleCheaters at com, or reach out yeah. to us somehow. Quick note for
1: our uh, friends out there who maybe you're a league commissioner and you're looking for swag or trophies to hand out at the end of the season for your mini league winner – Uh, We got in touch with uh, some cool people at Fantasy Football Factory. You can find them at fantasyfootballfactory.co.uk. They might be helping us out with our own trophies later on at the end of the season. They're sending us some swag. They've got baseball hats and coffee cups and other cool stuff that you can pass out at the end of the season. So yeah, go to fantasyfootballfactory.co.uk to check that out.
0: Brandon, we have some rants here. Uh, Joshua Big says, Captain Sterling to be different. Turns out I'm an idiot. 75 and minus four and a huge red arrow. Very demotivating week. Well, you know, if Gabriel Jesus was a less... We need like a selfishness index, don't we? You know, who's okay. who's the most who's the most selfish player of all? I feel like Gabriel Jesus is so annoyed that he doesn't start these games. Yes. Then he comes out in the 75th minute of these matches and he <laughs> won't even look at it. It's amazing that anyone actually gives him the ball because they <laughs> if they do they know they're not getting it back, you know. It is yeah. just it's mm-hmm. just, it's one speed. It's full full blast shooting from any angle. Uh, but yeah, that was that cost me a goal as well.
1: Yeah, my my heart does go out to Jesus. I mean that you know, you're that's got to be a competitive marketplace, the training ground at, at the Etihad. So he's got to yep. try, but he is failing. That's the problem. He's failing. The word that that's sticks true. out here in Joshua Biggs' rant is demotivating. This is like a problem that can happen throughout the season. You have a couple of bad weeks, you suddenly become very demotiv- demotivated. Mm-hmm. I guess it's good for Joshua that this is happening in game week 36 so he can just He's only going to miss two weeks if he decides to quit. <laughs>
0: That's right. I don't know. I mean, if he's still if he's still asking questions to a fantasy podcast, then he's still so it's more motivation than like three million other managers. Yes, stay uh, yeah. strong, Josh. Stay motivated, man. We believe in you. Uh, Ian FPL FPL Strategic says, I honestly don't know what category this falls under. Says rant question mark humble brag. Uh, But can we just acknowledge that all you can do is the all you can do is laugh. Nature of FPL when you score a ninety three. And get a red arrow. God, that it hardly seems possible. I know Ian's having a great season, but man, ninety three with the red arrow. I mean, I I I thought my eighty four was bad, but it was one of those scores that it's because you had such a massive score and you're sort of like in second place by me in a bunch of our mm-hmm. mini leagues, it made me feel like I had this terrible game week. But really eighty four was fine. You know, I don't even yeah. know what it was a game week rank, I think it was like what uh, one point four three? You know, one point four million, which is per, top twenty five percent. So I mean, ninety three is even better. So Yeah. I mean, isn't know. it?
1: Isn't it actually worse that I make like half a million dollars more in annual salary than you do,
0: Josh? I mean, doesn't that, <laughs> that stick in your craw a little
1: bit more than the <laughs> gaming thirty six score? You would
0: think it would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, FPL Artwork says um, sold will. Uh, this is a this is a full on humble break. This last one, FBL Ardburgh says sold Wilson, bought Perez, got 111 points. Great, butt. and then Larry David meme. I mean, come on! That is a total humble <laughs> yeah. 111 points, and you're complaining? Are you? That's insane! Come on! All right, that, that's my bad. I, I put the
1: running order together today, and I slipped <laughs> Ardvark in there. So uh, sorry, Ardvark. That's a one week ban for a humble brag. You knew <laughs> the right. rules going into this. That's so, right. You tricked, so, uh, tricked we'll see me. You in game week
0: You tricked, you tricked What's worse is you tricked Brandon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, a uh, quick uh,
1: Patreon update. We have some thank yous for new Patreon supporters. Amazing to get support from you guys so late in this season. At the Mbokani tier, we want to welcome Fahim Oli Waemi Adegoban, and I hope I did your name justice there. Sir, we we appreciate the support. And also Padful, I was really excited to see Padful um, in the supporter section here because we've interacted with him on Twitter for so long. Yeah, very, very long time friend. Yep, yeah. yep, very, very long time friend. So if you'd like to just uh, thank Josh and I or support what we do here with with a few bucks here or there, visit patreon.com slash alwayscheating. What you get in return some swag. You can get a second podcast each week with our exclusive Patreon podcast stream featuring our Q&A kitchen table sessions that we post late every week uh, just prior to the uh, uh, deadlines, so you have more real-time information we we're making those last last minute decisions i'm going to be recording the kitchen table session later this week about my
0: decisions for game week 37 that's right maybe we'll do a co-kitchen table um for game week 38 right like kind of a final you know final prep before for the final game week that seems like that could be fun yeah, I, I I like that idea. We
1: have big big kitchen tables. It's a big. <laughs> some people have big tent philosophies. We have big
0: table philosophies. That's right. That's right. We went to a big ten school, so <laughs> there you go. All right, Brandon, let's take a quick break, and we're going to get right into game week thirty seven. All right, Brandon, game week thirty seven is here. Now, normally, you and I like to have a little bit of a theme on this podcast. You know, a thread that that winds. Things mm-hmm. together, you know. I'm all about ranking. I want I just want to be constantly ranking things or assessing Listicles. teams. I like a listicle, uh, but in this case, it's gaming thirty-seven. We're down to the the nitty, the nitty gritty here, man. Uh, yeah. it, you know, it's like we have. It's, it's there's big decisions. A lot of big like just like either or kind of decisions that need to be made and so we're going to just talk about the big questions like the most important things to consider when it comes to your final transfers when it comes to captains etc so start off with manchester united right so this is a team that we've all been kind of ignoring the last i don't even know four or five game weeks now right yeah because they've been terrible yeah exactly I got – I guess the only thing I got was a – I got one Luke Shaw clean sheet like four weeks ago. (laughs) Yes. And that was on a free hit chip. And that was like all I got from them.
1: Oh, I think he got you a Rashford assist on, and he lost you the clean sheet if I remember correctly. That's right.
0: That's right. But I got a bonus point. So it kind of evened out. Uh, So Man United – and they played – I don't know, not bad, I guess. Like Yeah, Not Chelsea. good either, I don't know. They almost they were like almost good in that match. <laughs> um Yeah. And, but they do play Huddersfield and Cardiff in the final two weeks of the season. We've seen now that Huddersfield uh it's it's like they're playing with seven men on the pitch, you know. It's <laughs> it's kind of it's one-sided. Uh so Yeah.
1: Yeah. They have nothing Do to play you think they, they
0: they think they're playing seven aside and they have like the small goal,
1: but in reality they actually have a normal size goal and nobody it's decided a, to tell them?
0: It's an important question, but one I don't know the answer to. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, so, so that that's
1: the reason why we're talking about Manchester United at this episode, is because Huddersfield away in thirty-seven, followed by Cardiff City and Game Week 38 and that is at Old Trafford. Cardiff may very well be down at that point so who knows what's going to happen there. So we have a lot of questions about who are, are we actually contemplating getting Manchester United assets in? And if they are, who's, who would they be? Matt Seward on the Slack asks, what Manchester United assets, if any, are you considering giving their very strong fixtures? Does a Santa Pogba move make sense? Matt R also on the Slack. Are Manchester United defenders a trap? Hmm. Red Dagger sneaks in here with a question about David De Gea's hands. <laughs> uh, he wants to know if David DeHaan's hands are made of brie. If not, what kind of cheese are they made of? So yeah. let's let's talk about Manchester United's defense for a little bit, and then maybe we can get into the attack. Uh, Re right. Pogba, and Lukaku,
0: Rashford, et cetera. I mean, I'd argue if your hands are made of any kind of cheese, that's a problem for a keeper, right? I mean, first of all, it'd be hard to get the glove on. Um, <laughs> sure. But it'd be even, tempting but even, to just
1: eat your hands.
0: It's ear, yeah. Like I think I saw that in a kids in the hall sketch once. Um yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not good. Um I mean David De Gea is a, a shadow of his former self. Uh it's it's terrible. People keep pointing to this like Spurs match in Game Week 22. That was like that might as well have been like five seasons ago. Game week twenty-two, give me a break. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. they haven't when when did they last keep a clean sheet? It was game week it was twenty-seven. It was the Liverpool nil-nil. Liverpool's like final the the like the final two points that they shaved off their uh their seven point advantage um yeah it's uh kind of that was that was harsh wasn't it I was i just like stuck the knife and all the liverpool fans there
1: all all liverpool fans just tuned out <laughs> yeah so their defenses uh for me it's not feeling great but you do have to look to luke shaw i mean he um helped to create and got the assist for the goal that that mata yep. scored against chelsea and even against this weak opposition of Huddersfield and Cardiff, you do still fear for these clean sheets. So I feel like you have to hedge and go for a defender if you choose to, who has some sort of attacking prowess, and that's Luke Shaw, yeah. right?
0: I'm I'm good with Luke Shaw as as a move. I mean, you know, Luke Shaw is uh, only five million. Um, it's actually a pretty easy Duffy move if you still have Duffy in your squad. Um, I mean, most people have at least some money on their bench, so they could they could move it pretty easily. I mean, you know, I don't have a lot of faith in this man United defense. But, yeah, like you said, he has a lot of attacking potential. He actually has two assists in the last four matches that he's played. He had to miss two, um, you know, because of suspensions. He does rack up an insane amount of yellow cards, mm-hmm. um, 11 on the season, Um And that's, and that's having missed like 10 matches. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, one goal, five assists on the season. And they, I mean, you, you would fancy him to get some kind of attacking return in the Huddersfield match. It would not be that. And the Cardiff match could actually be a little trickier. It depends on whether Cardiff has any chance of of staying up going into that match. You know, it could be that there's just, that it's just over. On a Um, scale of one to 10, Josh, Mm -hmm.
1: uh, one being the least likely and 10, the most Mm -hmm. What is the likelihood of Manchester United keeping a clean sheet against Huddersfield?
0: (sighs) Big sigh on the mic. Um, (laughs) I'll say like it's a seven, six, maybe a six. I mean, you know, I mean, I think it's likely, but um, I mean, you know, Huddersfield have scored a, a, a decent number of goals at home this season. You know, it's not like... Yeah, they they're like useless on the road, but they have they have scored a couple of goals. They scored a home to Watford, they scored a home to Leicester, they scored those three goals uh away to West Ham. Um you I know. Love so the West I mean, Ham. so they, they have scored uh, you know, a number of goals on the season. So I, I don't think it's um inconceivable that they could score a goal in this match. I mean I, I you know, I mean this man the the problem is this main united defense is just like it's just a patchwork of mediocre players, you know. Yeah. It's and, and a keeper who's lost his confidence, or something, you know, or just like he's haunted. I don't, I don't know what's going. Yeah, I mean, I, I I tweeted about this yesterday, or whatever that match was. Yeah, yeah, yes, on Sunday it was like, you know, he spilled that goal, uh, the spilled the ball that led to a goal in the World Cup match, the Spain Portugal match, and it's like yeah. he's been in the twilight zone ever since, you know. Mm-hmm. Or that day he entered the twilight zone, and he's <laughs> he, he has not gotten out of it. A thinner esque curse, right? Yeah, I mean for for a man for for a keeper of his quality who has started every single match for the, end of the season to have seven total clean sheets in 36 mm-hmm. matches that is shocking, right? Yeah. You would you would you would have double digits every day all day, right? I mean he had yeah. 18 he has never had less than double digits. He had 18 last season, 14 the season before, 15 the season before that. I mean it's just it's wild and, and they're and they're challenging for champions like spot. it's not like this is like some a uh, twelfth place campaign for them, right, so I mean, I think it really it's 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 you know you can blame him a little bit, but I think you can blame their their in and out defense uh, you know a fair amount as well I mean Bae has been injured all season or Marcus and
1: Rojo came in and basically uh, I can't remember whose leg he tried to break uh, yeah. uh with a red card challenge, but yeah, yeah you you're totally year right.
0: yeah. so i think um yeah i I feel like I, I think Shaw, it would you'd get him for the attack in return. And the fact that Huddersfield are, I mean, I mean, I don't probably have the bookies out's best clean sheet chances this weekend, you know? Yeah, so right. uh, I'd fancy that even over, uh, I mean, I don't know, maybe even, I was thinking like Wolves at home to Fulham, but even then, right. you know, uh, it wouldn't be shocking if, if Fulham scored a goal. Yeah. All right. So let's move ahead to
1: Manchester United's attack, Cascade United. It says, is Lukaku a no brainer? for the last two game weeks Huddersfield and Cardiff plus a possible injury for Rashford. Rashford side note um he has a, a shoulder issue right. and uh Dinnery's site has him listed as a May 5 return so highly doubtful for this weekend. Um yeah, so we'll have to of- still monitor that through the week.
0: Yeah, it throws off my plans a little bit to be honest. I was I was considering bringing him in. Um yeah, I think yeah, but Cascade yeah. United, just to finish, goes on to yep. highlight the fact that
1: Lukaku is known as a flat track bully. FPL Jon Snow chimes in on the slack. Is Lukaku viable uh, mm. against Huddy and Cardiff or is he still, this is important, is he still mm-hmm. too
0: fat? <laughs> well, what has he done? It was like he, like he went shoulder to shoulder with somebody. I can't remember who it was now. Uh, and it was hilarious. And he just like bullied them off the pitch. And I was like, yeah, that was like, what a great move from Lukaku. But I mean, there's nothing like that I've seen from him that like makes it seem like he's a, I mean, he hasn't scored a goal since game week 29, you know? Yeah. He hasn't yeah. had an assist since game week 12, you yeah. know? I mean, like, the, and he's super expensive. Like, you'd have to like, you know, rearrange your team to bring him in. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I I, for me, yeah. I
1: think, yeah, it's it's who would you get rid of to bring the gamble of Lukaku in? Yeah, there is the, the yeah. allure of Huddersfield, but uh, I am looking at getting rid of Lacazette or Jamie Vardy, and Jamie Vardy would be the lead candidate, even though he's an exceptional former. We have to talk a bit about more a bit more about him later in the pod, but it's City, and that's just a yeah. terrible fixture for him. City away, or or Lacazette, I who has Brighton. At the Emirates, so you yeah. you have to favor like I said. I just don't know who I'm getting rid of for Lukaku, and I agree with you. The uh, you could make a better case if Rashford were healthy to bring Rashford in for one of these two guys, just because of the affordability of Rashford and right. what you could then maybe do in your midfield to exactly. help improve your team. You're bringing in Lukaku as a gamble, and you're probably denting the quality of your overall team in the process.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. So it just, it, that exactly. You've got to take from somewhere to bring in Lukaku, which to me makes him, I mean, just like, I don't know, it just feels like a, compl- uh, well, I, I don't hate it, to be honest. I mean, okay. it, uh, you know, if we're talking about, a, a sh- like, if I were doing well, if I were having a good season, if I were, you know, in first place, no, I don't do it. But if I'm... 37 points back with two mm-hmm. weeks to go mm-hmm. i mean sure bring him in and captain him you know i mean the guy loves a he's always been a flat track bully you know i mean would he you know could he get a you know a brace or a hat trick away to Huddersfield? sure of course he could you know and then so you bring him in hope he does that and then you just hope no one else does well you know like hope Agüero goes off in the eighth minute with an injury or something
1: so the other uh person we have to talk about of course is Paul Pogba. Now right. you had had a plan to get Pogba in at some point recently. Where
0: are we on that? Well, I I don't know. I mean, I I just can't decide what to do. I, partially it's because Vardy has been so good that it's sort of it makes it hard for me to drop him, you know? I mean, even even with Man City and Chelsea in his final two matches it just doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like something I, I particularly want to do, you know? I mean, he's challenging for the golden boot. He's in great form. I mean, he has whatever it is now. It's something like, you know, 12 goals in his last, you know, 10 matches. Um, it just, you know, you, it, it, would, it would take some courage to drop him right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man City is not an easy match, but I mean, that is the kind of team he can absolutely score a goal on. Um but I could also see myself dropping him, you know? Um, and so if, one, if, I, oh, just to, yeah.
1: to agree with you, if Jamie, if the chance that fell to Chris Wood this weekend early in that city match falls to Jamie Vardy. Uh, that's a goal. <laughs> that's yeah. a goal. Right. I
0: I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So if I were to do it, what I would do is I would, I would downgrade Vardy to somebody um, and then I would upgrade Delafeo to Pogba. And that would leave me six point six million, which, you know, is like a decent amount, but you can't really get anybody you like really want at that price. Even even Kellen Wilson is point one too expensive, okay. um, and I guess he'd be the one to be kind of tempting. So, mm-hmm. um, I also like never get Wilson right. I like never seem to bring him <laughs> in at like the yeah. right time. Nope. Uh, so I've had him for three game weeks this season. It was three consecutive blanks. So. So I don't know. I mean, I, I feel, it feels like I. I mean, if anything, I'm, I'm sort of looking at like who the untouchables are in my team right now, um, and you know, I think you know, it's Mane, it's Sterling, it's probably Ward Prowse, you know, given his price, um, Aguero, Ward Jimenez, price. What's that? Ward <laughs> Ward Price, exactly. So I mean, but you know, what the one spot where I could so I could so Delafeu and Son are the two players, so I could see moving, and you know, Son to me is just like. He's just not. I don't know. It's just his form has not been great, right? I mean, he's got no. four, two, three, and two in the last four matches. He's um, eight point nine million. You know, he's really expensive. Uh-huh. Pogba has two great fixtures. It's it's a tempting transfer for sure. It know? is. I mean, the, the yeah.
1: tempting thing with Son Son is actually the captain of my bus team right now, and you have to take into consideration that Son is yellow carded out of the midweek fixture. So he's right. he's nailed on to start against Bournemouth away. Is yeah, the, will he have any quality teammates around him also playing? Uh, right. It's hard to say. And yeah, how much do you put into his recent form if he has a rest midweek? then maybe he comes back against Bournemouth and he looks a lot better for me. I, I think I want to hold on to Son quite a bit. I don't want to jump in or maybe we can just squash our uh, Spurs section right here. Dave C wants to know, should we sell Spurs assets? We also have a question from FPL pistolinas currently owning son and Eriksson, What should I do stick or get rid? Uh, yeah, Sun, yeah, as I said, I feel like Sun feels immovable from my team. I don't mm-hmm. know that I want to be doubled up just given how fatigue is visibly creeping into that Spurs team and they will have right. a really tough uh match against Barcelona. So, Eriksson, yeah, if you're talking yeah, about I, looking Ix, for, but it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, exactly. They play Ajax. So, if you're looking for someone to move for Pogba, Eriksson, that's that's a pretty stellar move right there, Eriksson yeah. to Pogba.
0: Yeah, and especially because that does free up something like a million, which could be used to upgrade one of those Brighton defenders too. Even if you don't do it this game week, you can do it next game week. I mean, the yeah, you know, the part part of the problem for me is that I have sort of two different, and I I know I'm talking about my own team a lot. Although I think I feel like the problems I'm talking about are problems that a lot of other people have too, um, which is that you know there's this feeling that you want to like hit the home run with your with your with your transfer you want to bring in, like you want to bring in the Paul Pogba, you know, before Mm -hmm. these easy fixtures. But I do worry that I'm neglecting my defense. And, um, and I still have these two Brighton defenders and they, and they really have two unplayable (laughs) final two fixtures, right? I mean, they, they play Arsenal way in Man City at home. Um, I mean, those are awful fixtures. I, I mean, Duffy, in some way it's funny because I actually have Bednarak starting right now away to West Ham, you almost want to just go Duffy there, right? Because couldn't you just see Duffy scoring a goal on those Arsenal center backs? It just feels like that's a, sure. yeah. you know, you don't always bring him in for his attacking threat more than uh, more than you would his clean sheet, you know, ability. I agree so, with that logic, yeah. Yeah, so, um, but again, you know, if you could just move Duffy to Shaw, isn't that a better move, you know, than than moving Sun to Pogba or downgrading Vardy to move De La to Pogba? I don't know, so it's just these tricky these tricky Mm -hmm. moves, you know? And, and I I do think this, this is the, the, like, especially if you're, if you're leading, you know, in your mini league, this is the time when you do have to think about defense a little bit and maybe, and you just want to like, make sure like your full 11 is strong, you know, Mm -hmm. and that you just don't have any glaring weaknesses, you know? So I don't know. It's always, it's, it's tough, but I, I, yeah, I think that I think you're right. I think sun stays, Erickson goes. I think that's the consensus as far as the defense goes. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't be dropping any of their players. I wouldn't be bringing anyone in either, you know. Um, yeah. I have I have Larice. I'll probably start him the next two matches. And, like, I don't feel great starting him away to Bournemouth, you know, but uh-huh. but I am going to do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, Bournemouth, they completely switch off at least once a month. So it could be it could be your
0: weekend. <laughs> Get
1: them the right time. Right. Yeah. We we talked about Vardy uh, a second ago, but we have a few questions that are kind of miscellaneous striker chat to throw into the Vardy conversation. So we talked about Vardy's form. Eric Medbow asks uh, if we hold him. Or which player could we viably replace him with? Maybe Marcus Rashford, assuming he were healthy, which it looks like he probably isn't. Steven on Slack also wants to know if we keep Vardy despite the fixtures. And then we can get into other possible striker options. Mr. FPL Liam wants to know if we can continue to ignore the goal-scoring machine that is Shane Long. Uh, Mm. Also, shockingly, a few questions about Mitrovic. Who has scored one goal since February? So, good on you, Mitrovic. Uh, (laughs) Joe Montero uh, uh, wants to know if uh, what to do with Mitrovic. Also, our friend Dave Wegner, Lodal, uh, he brought in Mitro and is looking at Fulham's relegation bounce. That they're currently experiencing, and the clean sheet odds at Fulham, and this uh, affects other strikers like Jimenez. Jimenez will be playing Fulham in game week thirty-seven. Fulham suddenly an impenetrable fortress of <laughs> yeah. a defense. Please,
0: yeah, like illuminate us, Brandon. What is going on with Fulham? How is this happening? Like, what's uh, what's the deal, man? It's it's like
1: one of those things where you know when you stop caring and when you stop thinking about it, suddenly you're incredibly good at something that you you once weren't <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> that, that it's that it's that simple okay
1: i mean i i no one is gonna sit here and tell you that scotty parker is a brilliant tactician because he's not uh right. no one's gonna sit here and tell you that tim ream is suddenly virgil van dyke in premier league quality because he's not god bless him uh so who knows i don't know what's come over them yeah yeah it's not gonna but, last I, I i think i can guarantee you that
0: you know, while we're talking, by the way, I'm, I'm sort of like talking myself into this Lukaku thing. Okay, yeah, <laughs> let's go back to that. Let's talk. Let's talk through it. What? I mean, tell, tell us more. If Rashford really is out, then and it's just Lukaku. I mean, like it's not a bad and and like and you don't want to move someone like Son to Pogba. I don't know. I mean, like it's it's I can sort of see it. You know, I mean, it's sort of. It's a little bit of a punt but he did look pretty good in that match, right? Like I mean, it's not that he looked like he like was like someone who could score again, but he looked like he was like up for the match, right? Like I felt yeah. like he was like trying. Um so well he said he
1: said yeah. Shane Long up for Shane Long's assist. So um you know, Lukaku is a he. He doesn't get a lot of credit for his football brain, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot the crosses that he sends out sends in when he's on the wing and yeah. Did you say played, Shane Long? You meant Luke Shaw, right? Yeah, Luke Shaw, man. I suddenly right. have, uh have uh, Mister FPL put Shane Long's <laughs> name and name in my head. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, Shane Long is in such great form. Surely he'll be striking for Manchester United <laughs>
0: next season, right, Josh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep um yeah i mean he actually is a really good form by the way it's it's weird how he like has these like little streaky moments every season doesn't he and like it's a yeah. little like a, a Jose perez although totally perez what's what's going on with Perez? is he like we, we don't really know he's just like he's got a knock right i mean he had to leave the batch early but we don't know if he's like totally just hip injury is what the site says right now yeah, latest is latest is hip injury.
1: So who knows? It's the Shakira syndrome. Um, yeah, oh, I don't know. Let's look.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just want to. I
1: just want to flag uh, on Mitro uh, in our in our sort of potpourri of striker talk. Mm-hmm. Mitro uh, away to Wolves doesn't really interest me, and he's way out of form. Last game week of the state of uh, the season, though Fulham are at home against Mitro's old club Newcastle. That's you know, that's the narrative game, if you want to play that. And mm-hmm. I think if you have Mitro, I would be very tempted just to ride out Game Week 37 to see what magic might happen in 38. Because his his desire to score against Benitez to end the season before yeah. he, he goes back to the dregs of the championship pretty strong impulse
0: there that's true although I, I wonder if he actually does go to the championship maybe he ends up going to like you know Shakhtar donetsk or something mm-hmm. next season although i guess he was good the, in the championship last year too so yeah that'll be it'd be interesting to see if he stays he he might they may get one extra year out of him i don't know about ryan sessignon though so you're um, talking about yeah. dropping vardy for lukaku it seems well, I, I mean, I'm just talking about it. I mean, part part of it, you know, this is like, a, again, I mean, even as I was talking I was talking about it, I was sort of thinking there is like a, like a, like, you have to like sort of think like holistically too, you know, about, about where your like, where your gaps are. Um, and for me right now, I mean, I have, I have two Man City players and I have two Liverpool players, right? I have Mane and Robertson. I have Sterling and Aguero. In theory, I feel like my transfers should be built around bringing in more of those players, you know? Like, it does seem like the safest move is to have, you know, a second Liverpool defender or possibly a, a, you know, possibly a Man City defender too. Like, just sort of like shore up spots where people have those players, you know. So, like a Lukaku move feels like it's all offense and maybe not enough defense. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's a fun idea because I just love to be really attacking. But um, I don't know if that's... I don't, you know, I don't know. I mean, if I, if it was gaming 25, I would never consider it, you know, because it's gaming 37, it's a little more tempting. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't captain him or anything like that if I did it, but um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just sort of talking a lot here. I, I, I'm sort of like, I don't want to say like, I would never consider Lukaku or that he stinks. And then suddenly Friday morning, I'm like releasing my team and I've got him there, you know, with the, with the captain's armband or something. But um, I just, I, I understand the viability of it. I, I just think it's um probably a little too risky. Now, you mentioned the fact
1: that you have Raheem Sterling in your midfield there, Josh. And I mm-hmm. coming through the questions for today's pod, I was shocked to see hand, a handful of them uh, sort of ex- exhibiting some anxiety around Raheem mm-hmm. Sterling. Now, he right. had a blank, God forbid. Um, yeah. But if, if, if you're like me... You, if you have Sala, chances are you probably don't also have Sterling. And so now the question right. is, if you're without Sterling, do you do whatever you can to get him in for the last two weeks of the season? Or right. are, are we starting to get nervous about uh, about any, any of this? We got a question from James Corral: Is moving Salah to Sterling, if you already have Mane, complete madness after this week's events? Alex on the Slack, is Sterling worth rejiggering your team for a, a bit uh, for these last two matches, especially if you already have Aguero and FPL fan is talking about uh, trying to get Sterling in or to go for Pogba instead. Now, right. I'll set you up here, Josh. I don't think mm-hmm. you can compare Pogba and Sterling. I, I I would bet money that Sterling outproduces Pogba over the next two weeks, even though Pogba has these really bankable fixtures uh, I I am feeling very exposed without Sterling, and that's top of my move list is actually Salah out for Sterling. Uh, Salah, thank you very much. It's been glorious, epically glorious, but I feel like I've squeezed the juice out of him at this point. Now I'm mm-hmm. sort of moving into a consolidation point of the season, and uh, you know, I guess he only has, what, like twenty per 29% ownership? um sterling so it's not it's not on the level of aguero 23 percent right. ownership for sterling aguero is above 40 percent, but it's just something yeah. about sterling and his midfield points that really kind of scares me
0: yeah well sterling's ownership in the top 10k is like 70 percent you know so it's it's significantly higher there um yeah i think it's a I don't know. I mean, the question is whether solid a Sterling is like a complete neutral move. I mean, it's in some ways it's not neutral at all because you do save about two million with the move and that could be used to to make a big move somewhere else. You know, I mean, that two million moves Vardy into my mm-hmm. beloved Romelu Lukaku, for example. Um, but <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that um, in terms of the point returns that you're going to get from those two people um, in the final two weeks of the season, I I don't know. I mean, it feels like, uh, if anything, I think Salah probably outscores Sterling, you know? Um, Maybe not by much. Maybe by four points or something. But um, it doesn't feel like Sterling is any more essential than – I mean, okay, I I don't know. I I just don't play that way, you know, that sort of, like, defensive, like – I mean, I I, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking myself in circles now. There's, like, an element of defense that I want to play, but, like – to me, Solomon like moving Salah to Sterling is not the kind of move I would ever make as a as a fantasy manager because it feels too. I would only make it if I needed that two million to upgrade somewhere else, you know. Because I just don't see. I mean, Salin to Newcastle. I, I I think he could. You know do very well in that match and Mm -hmm. if i had other problems in my team maybe if i had just if i had no issues if my team was like solid like ready to roll for game week 37 no issues anywhere then yeah maybe i moved solid to sterling but if i had like a defensive problem that i needed to fix or a attacker or something um, i would do that before i made that move
1: well generally more generally speaking how are you feeling about raheem sterling going into the last two weeks not not considering any other midfielders
0: I feel good. I mean, he's sort of, he's always involved, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I i guess I expected a little more from him out of the Spurs-Man United matches. But, I mean, those are tough matches, you know. And yeah. even the Burnley away match is not an easy one. I, I mean, Burnley gave them a real fight, you know. Um, if Gabriel Jesus passes the ball, he probably scores, you know, a goal, and it's 2-0 in that match. Um, you know, so... I don't know. I felt I felt like he, you know, he had a, a golden chance in the um in the Spurs match too. You know, Gzinga made an incredible yep. save during yeah, that did. match. So, I mean, you know, if you weren't watching these matches and you just looked at his returns, you might be like, uh, eh, like, is he worth it? But, you know, I think that he is um you know, I don't know. I, I like Sterling. I think he's great. I think he's captainable this weekend. I do like Aguero a little more as a captain. Um, I don't know, if you had both, who do you think you'd captain this weekend? Aguero, yeah, and if I could, so I don't have any city attacking
1: assets. I just have Laporte in the back line. Yeah, and if I could bring in right. one attacker, it would be Aguero over Sterling. The problem is I just can't fit Aguero in because of my team setup, so the easier move is solid to Sterling. And yeah. I, I honestly, for me, I like the city fixtures, Leicester and Brighton. Uh, yeah, better than Newcastle Wolves yeah. for and and the rate of scoring like I, I know City can Even though um, Liverpool just put five past Huddersfield They don't do yeah. that every week the same way in which Manchester City do even though they've been struggling a little bit of late One nil against Burnley We kind of expected that kind of scoreline from that Burnley yeah. match And if you're looking at Leicester who will play a more open game and then Brighton who stink uh yeah man,
0: you're you're right. That Brighton fixture is insanely good. And I guess you're right. I mean, I was sort of talking about just I was just comparing Sterling and Salah in a vacuum. But yeah, if you have no Man City attack at all, then yeah, yeah it probably does make sense to move Sala to Sterling just to just to have some coverage for that match. All
1: right. I finally brought you around to my way of thinking. Well,
0: Yeah, I just wasn't thinking about it (laughs) in the right way. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right, let's tackle one more issue before we take a break. Uh, We're going to talk about, you guessed it, Ryan Babel, AJ on Slack. What do you think about Ryan Babel as a differential for the last two weeks replacement for De La Feu? Uh, Carlo uh, on Slack also wants to compare Babel and Telemans. Once a great uh, corner shop, now a great Premier League player, Telemans. Who should we transfer in over the last two weeks? Thinking of getting rid of Decoré. Man, people are just not feeling these Watford midfielders <laughs> for the run-in. Um, yeah. uh, so, and uh, last question comes from Julian uh, on our Slack. Is it possible to have a podcast question on Sun replacements? Is Babel mm. the answer? Now, I've right. stated my feelings on Sun, so let's just sure uh, talk about Babel and maybe a few of these other um, budget midfielders. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I made my feelings clear that Fulham, this Fulham bounces. Uh, I, I just don't see it continuing for another yeah. two matches. It's it's just such a
0: fluke. I just feel like moving any of those players, like uh, Ryan Babel, that, that feels like a, like a luxury transfer to me. Like, you know, it's like, I guess I was like, sort of talking about the Sterling solid move like that before. It's like I would only move De La Faye to Babel if I had – no issues no problems no moves i wanted to plan for for game week 38 i was completely set and everything was great you know then if if so maybe but even then i mean you know like wolves like there's a decent chance to keep a clean sheet that match i mean fulham's if Fulham have been winning some matches but it's not like they're like just destroying teams you know it's a a couple (laughs) of one nil matches you know i mean it's not it's not that impressive
1: yeah and yeah i i agree with you these are the types of transfers like one mediocre midfielder to another mediocre midfielder that make a lot more sense at the early and mid of the season where you can actually champagne take a long view much like <laughs> fulham's champagne football brandon yeah, exactly. Uh yeah, the flat the flat champagne, so to speak. But I mean what I'm what I'm trying to say is it's not so much, it's not luxury earlier in the season when maybe you're taking a chunk of five to six fixtures, maybe a double game week factoring into it. But at this point, yeah, I'm with you. Maybe you probably have another transfer elsewhere in
0: your team that could be sharper and yeah. um, more attacking. All right. Final question before we take a break. Game week 37 is this weekend. Is there is there a certain poetry in Brendan Rodgers joining Leicester with just a few game weeks left in the season? Uh, Man City's, you know, all they have to do is win their last two matches. And the manager who was there for the famous Gerrard slip, right? The manager who let the Premier League title slip away now has a chance to redeem himself, right? Yeah. to help uh-huh. gift the title for Liverpool, right? If he yeah. can just uh-huh. get a result in that man, just a result, just a draw would be enough, right? A draw, in Liverpool win their last two, and Liverpool win the league. Can he make it happen? What do you think the chances are that Leicester do something in that match?
1: The uh, feeling I get from Brendan Rodgers is he's the sort of guy that goes out there and tries and believes uh, only to fail miserably. So um I I do not think it's going to happen. I think
0: city are just going to wax uh Lester. Yeah, I think you're probably right, but it'd be fun. It'd be fun if it happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah maybe I you're trying to I mean,
1: elicit elicit for me some more some more poetry, but um I think it would no. be fun for sure. Yeah does seem unlikely, though, doesn't it? Yeah. I Well, the, I the, the symmetry yeah. goes even farther in that Benitez, uh former Liverpool manager now at Newcastle, has right. the opportunity to gift Liverpool – well, not gift them, but help them by mm-hmm. basically just, uh,
0: I don't know, playing Rondon and goal. I can see that <laughs> <Right>. happening. <laughs> just playing Rondon. Um, just Rondon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, let's take a break. We'll get back to our lightning round section. right josh now's the time in which we talk about
1: starting 11 starting 11 of course the live premier league fantasy app for your iphone or android play starting 11 for free or more importantly play starting 11 for cash prizes any day in which there are two or more premier league matches pick your best 11 man squad there are no budget restrictions starting 11 is very cool josh it's so cool that you can make live in-game substitutions. You cannot do this in a regular FPL game, but when you see that Deleu, it's just not going to be his day in the 65th minute. Just mm-hmm. yank him out of your your starting 11 team and replace him yep. with Diego Jota. You're good to go.
0: I do I do agree with you, even though even though I will say, Brandon, that saying that something is cool is the surest sign that something is not cool. I think you know it's like when your mom calls something cool. But yes, I do. I do agree, uh, Mom. That it's, yeah. it's, it's a very cool app. Uh, and no, or but don't take it from
1: us. Take it from thousands of players worldwide who are yep. competing on starting eleven for cash and for pride. Those people know what's cool, not us. So if you have an iPhone, you can play for cash in the UK, US, Canada, or Germany. If you're an Android device, cash games are also live in the UK. Or just pick up the app and play for free wherever you are. Go to starting11.io for more details and video tutorials, or just visit the Apple App Store or Google Play Store to download the app today. Josh, you know that what's not cool is gambling on things that you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Starting 11 is all the hallmarks of fantasy Premier League games. and something that we can really
0: wrap our head around. So be smart and participate in a game that you do understand. Right, exactly. Take all take all the fun of a 38 week cash league and compress it into one game week, right? Especially if, uh, one if your season is a uh, one day, exactly. Uh, so yeah, take all that fun and compress it into one day, and uh, especially if you've, you know if your season is kind of maybe maybe your maybe your ninth place or something. I've been there before. You know, uh, add a little juice to the final two weeks of the season. Play some starting eleven. All right. All right, Brendan. Lightning round is here. Thirty second answers for each question. Sean Murphy says, "Captain picks for thirty seven and thirty eight. Uh, can we ignore Hazard, Punke, Sun, and Shane Long the rest of the way, uh, or to fixtures enhance the form? Um, I think that we can ignore Hazard. I, there was a picture of him yawning um, in the in the warm up to the Man United Chelsea match. Not a good um, sign. Let me let me rephrase this question. Would you consider Captain? I mean, okay, I know you got your armband on Sun right now, but yeah." Assuming that you have a Man City attacker going to thirty-seven, Likely. would you consider looking past Man City or Liverpool for your captains for the final two weeks of the season? Um I
1: if I if I had City attackers, I think that I might just armband City for the next two weeks, no problem. Aguero or Sterling, as I mentioned, I love that Brighton fixture in thirty-eight, especially. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool Liverpool is is definitely um, below Manchester city and my captain ratings. I think I mentioned this earlier, they, they just haven't exhibited consistently throughout the season that they'll, Mm that they'll they'll score more than two goals in a game. And with the Barcelona tie coming up, it will kind of divide their attention. And I'm not suggesting that there will be any rotation or anything like that, but it's just, it's not ideal when you're looking at a Manchester – when you're comparing to a Manchester City squad that they have nothing else going on until they have the FA Cup final after the season is over. And they need to win yeah. these two games. I think it's – it's e- City captaincy for both these game weeks is probably the easiest and best solution. Like the Occam's razor, right?
0: yeah. Yeah, I, I that's what I think. Um I just go with yeah, exactly. I mean everything you just said, like they have the most to play for and they have the best attackers too. You know? I mean Yeah, probably <laughs> like probably just, don't you probably don't need to overthink it. Overthink it too much. Uh Karen Kossel says, uh who would you triple captain and when, assuming you don't use it this week? Well, if I don't use it this week, there's only who would want to triple captain game Mc38. <laughs> um yeah, I think in that case you've gotta go Man City. There is a temptation to wait till Game Week 38 for sure. Um it's yeah. especially for that Man City Brighton match where you would expect them to score like thirty goals. Um mm-hmm. I just Game Week thirty eight is just a weird game week. It always is. Um just you don't know what's gonna happen this game week. It could be that Liverpool lose and and Man City win and suddenly it's kinda over, you know? Yeah. Um and then and then you don't know who's gonna even start those matches, you know um yep. in game week 38 because it won't matter anymore um i think that i think it's just a little too risky and so i think i i, I think i'm gonna go game week 37 um yeah you just, had noted on to manage the you had
1: noted on our twitter feed at Hell cheaters that aguero has scored two three different hat tricks this season and they're off they're always gonna come at home and yeah. they're they're away in 38 they're home in 37 so that would be the time to go for broke with Sergio Aguero he loves playing yeah. at the Etihad. He loves scoring there I think he sees the moment in 37 if you're eyeing up Sergio Aguero
0: yeah I think that's that's what I'm that's what I'm planning um I won't even beat around the bush I mean I think Aguero home last race three hat tricks at home already this season um it feels like I'd be overthinking it if I went anywhere else so yeah let's move on to the next question um uh ocean Ghosh uh who's always, who's been very nice all season, by the way. has shared a lot of podcast, done a lot of nice shares on social media. And Brian, we're getting down to the final final couple of game weeks, final couple of podcasts here. We gotta thank the nice people. So uh <laughs> Oshan Ghosh says says thanks to the podcast have been a great season. Any advice on how to defend my overall rank, which is 35k in the remaining game weeks, aside from picking high ownership players, I can't think we have much else. Uh figures that since you guys helped me get in this mess, you might help me stay there. I think that's pretty much it high ownership players i mean i think that the um the classic piece of advice uh and one that i'm going to try to scrub to as well which is fix your weakest link right so mm-hmm. um i think that is a great way to defend your rank which is look at your team it's like you, there's the there's the home run picks you know the huge the the huge movers you know the the ramulukaku types and then there's the moves that are more sensible that would that are probably the safest. And, uh, you know, and so for me, that's probably Duffy to Luke Shaw, you know, just a a clean, simple, easy move. Maybe I even hold one transfer for game week 38, you know, Um, as Mm -hmm. tempting as it would be to to go for a huge move. So, you know, I think that um, that's the only other thing I could think of. Yeah. Uh, TRPLR,
1: his question from the Slack kind of plays into this. Are you two going bold or playing it safe? For these final two game weeks, and I like this idea you're putting forward, Josh, of just um, fixing the weakest link and not going for the home run. I think for both of us, uh, we're having uh, really good seasons, and I'm looking to consolidate a rank in the top 5K. I don't want to go bold and go for broke and screw it up, and somehow fall out of the top 10K. That would be that would be a loss for me, so I'm yeah. tending, I, I'm erring toward playing it safe the final two game weeks. And yeah, I like this idea: fix your, fix your, fix your weakest link. And uh, when you're looking to fix these weak links, look for the the most straightforward. I mean, don't look beyond the
0: obvious choice. Don't get cute. Right, exactly. Yeah, don't don't get cute. Don't don't you know? Unless if you're, yeah, and again, if, if you're if you're thirty seven points down, sure, get cute. Why not? Right? I mean, you know, go for it. But um, yeah, if you're holding on, then then just yeah, if, you know, fix short up your weaknesses. Uh, all right, two questions left. Brandon uh, Kuhn Karam says, two fixtures left, and everyone has a target. Winning a mini league or spending an overall rank of of x x uh, Can you suggest differentials that can potentially t- make the difference for gaming thirty seven and thirty eight? Um, most of us will have two to three transfers to the end of the season. So transfers are gold. I think we've talked about a few already. Um, it's somehow become the Lukaku cast. I, that was never the intention. Um, who else, who else stands out to you? If you're just, just, if you're just looking at the fixtures for the final two game weeks. Yeah, Crystal Palace does stand out to me. Cardiff away mm-hmm. and then Bournemouth
1: at home in Game Week 38. Will Zaha. Yep. I remember Game Week 38 last season was a big match for um, for Crystal Palace. PVA really came good. I don't remember what part Zaha played there, but if anyone is, is explosive and not really on a lot of people's radar right
0: now, I think it might be Will Zaha. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I, even the defenders, I mean, Patrick Van Anhalt, too, or, or I mean, um, uh, Aaron won Basaka, of course. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, the old friend. He's actually it's a great, cheap option. I mean, you know, if you just don't have any money available, but you want to get rid of one of those Brighton defenders, then a dunk to Juan Basaka move, I think, is, is very sensible and um, will probably um, net you some returns the final two game weeks. All right. So the last question we're going to answer comes from Doug Jones Who do you
1: not own now? Or even haven't got around to owning all season, but think will be great next season. So uh, anyone that you've been just sort of uh, jealous of or eyeing from afar all season, and and they're yeah. they're nailed next year.
0: I, I was trying to think about someone I just hadn't had at any point this year, and uh, the, you know, the players stood out. Uh, maybe because I, I was just reading an article about about some of the like the top young players, but. Ben Chilwell is a player that I have not had at any point this season, mm-hmm. uh, but I just think he's a fantastic player. I think he's only going to get better as a, as an attacking player. Um, I think Leicester standing be a lot better next season too. I think they could be kind of in that like Everton range of, you know, maybe sixth place or seventh place, yep. you know, right? Like kind of pushing for a maybe a Europa League spot. Um, and I don't know, I just really like his, the way he plays and, um, you know, I think he feels, feels like a very modern left back too, you know? So I agree. Uh, yeah. He's, he's yeah. My he's guy, player. my guy would also be Lester. It,
1: if he sticks around, Telemans is held mm, yeah, on yeah. to my game week one squad. I think he looks yeah. pure class. And, and if he wants to hang out and spend a little bit more time with creepy Brendan Rogers, then more power to him i guess we have to bone up on sheffield united and norwich city over the summer and and whoever else gets promoted you were telling me about uh norwich's player of the season timu
0: puki which oh yeah a name like that he's
1: just like an always cheating (laughs) talisman in the making right
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's like 28 or 29, but he's had an amazing season. I think he flamed out in the Bundesliga a few years ago, but he's a, yeah, Finnish international. Um, Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing more Timo Puki next year. Absolutely. All right. So that's the end of the lightning round. That's the end of this
1: podcast. I think you can kind of glean what our plans are for game week. 37 from that discussion if you want to know more you can become a patreon subscriber and tune into the kitchen table session that we'll be posting later this week with some q a and uh a look into exactly what transfers i'm going to be making for the weekend If you want more information on patreon just visit patreon.com
0: alwayscheating cheating uh and josh do you want to thank our producers this week I do, yeah, Mike DePetro, Steven Stephen Toomey, Sam Streak, Carl Rasmus, Leney Granley, Chris Howell, Rafe Khan, Martin Savage, Rick Brailsford, Jim Payne, Adam Benjamin, Max Chamberlain, Brian T Trevor Ingerson, Chris Carter, DeBig Gaffer, Danny Evans, Bobbus Danny Evans, excuse me, Bobbus Coons, Jeff, who's been a while, uh Ben Grant, James Holland, Matt Ritter, Ovid Anderson, and Kajitan. Uh, we will be doing some Patreon uh, exclusive podcasts uh, when the season's over, Brandon, some of them suggested by our producers. Um, so that, that's one of the perks of being a producer is you get to suggest a topic for a Patreon podcast. So i uh, have got some of those coming uh, down the pipeline. Uh, Brandon, uh, And just in a final thank you to our producers. Um, many of them, I'd say maybe 75% of these people have been with us the entire season and uh, just uh, really sincerely appreciate the support.
1: Yes, I've got my hand on my heart right now. Thanking you. You guys are the best. (laughs) Really appreciate it. All right. So don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already to the Always Cheating Podcast. So anytime there's a new episode, it's right there. Boom. However you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify. Go there. If that's where you like to listen to music and podcasts, you can find us on Spotify. Also SoundCloud, where you can make comments on our MP3 files or download the MP3 files. Wow, what a feature that is, Josh. Stitcher, (laughs) Google Play, Acast, wherever fine podcasts are available. And if you don't feel like doing the Patreon thing, what also helps us and costs you nothing is to go onto iTunes or or those providers and give us a five-star review or leave a review. We appreciate that. Follow us on the socials, Twitter, at cheaters! Instagram at Hell Cheaters. Facebook is facebook.com slash cheating. Send us an email, hailcheaters at gmail.com. Or visit our website. You know the URL, Josh. Tell the people, tell <laughs> the too. good people. It's
0: alwayscheating.com. You know, if you visit alwayscheating.com, Brian, we do have a uh, always cheating shop too. And if you are, uh, if you run a, if you run a mini league and you're looking for something to get for the winner of your mini league, uh, perhaps you can consider an always cheating mug or a T-shirt or a sweatshirt. Those are great ideas, and those are good products, fine
1: products that we provide on the Always Cheating Shop. All right, that's a wrap. Uh,
0: Josh, you do the sign-off. That's your job. All right. Uh, for Brandon Kelly, I have been Josh Landon. Thank you for listening to an R.I.P. John Singletary. Indeed. R.I.P.
1: What? That was perhaps the weirdest ending to a podcast
0: ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought you would be like, I thought you just go into the Mbikani thing, but then you just said R.I.P. as well. And so I was like, oh, wow.
2: <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75 percent of Americans are deficient in.